Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily, and my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. We are back with another episode for you that I truly believe you will enjoy. We have been busy getting together a bunch of different plans, and it just has kind of taken over life. We will be living out of a little travel trailer. I'm calling it a tiny home on the road, and I will get to see my birth family and my adoptive family. And so it's a very exciting time. So that's where we've been trying to juggle all that. Today, you get to hear from an excellent storyteller. Now, I don't know if Ryan already had that going on or honed it or what, but wow, really good. Carson is an Akita mix who is now three years old, but was adopted at seven months. I know that you will love hearing these stories because at the time of the interview, Ryan was up in Canada staying with family up there. So you're going to hear about snow and their van trip and their life, if you will, up from Texas to Canada. I think what I love most about Ryan's interview is the detail and humor shared with us that undeniably shows how loved and appreciated or treasured, you could say, sweet Carson really is. The descriptions and the personification of Carson is so comical and so is Ryan. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed getting to know Ryan since last June, and I hope you will go to watch the super helpful videos on Ryan's YouTube channel called Not That Ryan Reynolds. Of course, I'll have the links here in the show notes. Be sure to check it out. Because if you're interested in just doing better videos, Ryan is amazing and really breaks things down. Without further delay, here is Ryan's interview. Well, Carson is a rescue. He is an Akita German Shepherd Chow Sheltie Cross. We did the um, the wisdom panel. And so wow. we, we found out. And yeah, which was super cool because I, I kept saying I thought he looked like an Akita. And everybody else kept saying I was wrong. And I was right after all. Um, so he is, he's like the sweetest, cutest, most wonderful thing. I've wanted a dog my whole adult life. And I finally got to have one. And, um, and he's just like the best thing ever. And, and he's been the best dog for a beginner. Um, he, he's just like, he's just good. Like, he's just so good. And he's just smart enough to where he wants to, he wants to please you, but he's not mischievous. Give me one word that describes your dog. I'll give you something better, but we, we call him a baby angel. <laughs> um, no, he's just um, chill. I, I don't know. He's just so good. There's so many words for him. He's he's willing and he's uh, loyal and perfect. How about how about perfect? Does perfect work for a word? Yes. Sure. Yes. That's so funny that you say perfect. That's really great that you're so crazy about him. That's so fun because, you know, and I don't know about you. I'm sure you feel this way too. The more you get to know him, the more he blossoms and becomes himself, Mm -hmm. the more Mm -hmm. crazy in love with him you get to be, you know? 100%. He has been a fine, fine wine. I mean, seriously, every day I'm like, I, I didn't think I could love him more, but I do. One of his nicknames is the boy of joy, Um, but he is, it's everything from his cute little like white spot on his nose and his floppy ears to like um, just the faces that he makes. Like he's got, he's got so many expressions. So he's, when he's super sleepy, he looks like he's drunk and he's about to pass out. 
Like he'll he'll look at like he'll kind of his face will be down and he'll be looking up with you with these like drunk eyes. Um, but then he he's got this face when he wants something and it's just it's it like it, it would put Puss in Boots from Shrek to shame. And then he's he like he loves he's well he's loving this cold weather. He, so he's gotten super playful and he bounces around and he's a big boy. So like he'll bounce around and he'll get the zoomies and um, but you know he. He's, I think one of the most wonderful things about him though, is he, he doesn't just take treats. He wants to earn his treats. So if he, like, if you give him a treat just out of the blue, he'll drop it. But if you make him and he wants to do a real trick, like just sitting is not enough. He wants to like, you know, do put him up or he does bang, bang. Um, and then he'll take his treats. So it's the fact that he is so determined to please that is just so awesome but like he's he's like my dream dog it's like i manifested him yeah yeah it sounds like you pretty much did you brought it up a couple times so you've got to Mm -hmm. share these with us what are his nicknames because it sounds like you have like a kajillion (laughs) oh boy yeah he he, okay so um, i call him pup a lot so if we're just walking around and you know like i'm like come on pup um we call him boy of joy uh mr carson you know from downton abbey I call him all sorts of weird stuff. Like if we're walking around, I'll be like, come on, Schmoop or <laughs> come on, Scooby. Cause he kind of looks a little bit like Scooby-Doo, like not a ton, but I had a kid at Halloween be like, look, it's Scooby-Doo. Oh, we call him baby bear. And he looks like a deer. So his, like his full name is like Carson Bambino Reynolds Carvalho. <laughs> Carvalho is Jessica's last name. So yeah, he looks like a baby deer. Actually, on, on the drive on the drive up to Canada, we were at uh, this. We we stayed in this uh, park, like this like uh, city park, and it was it's it was in Spearfish, uh, South Dakota. So it was like it, it was like a mini state park, but it was just gorgeous. And we got there after dark, and we went out to go try to find the bathroom. And there were we saw something moving in the dark, and Carson was like, oh, "What's that?" And you know, he did his whole and. We shined the light and it looked like a bunch of Carsons and it was a bunch of deer. And he's how big then? Is he like, how, how much does he weigh? He's 70 pounds. Oh yeah. He's it's a like, big boy. Wow. He is, but he, it, it's like, he's got super, super long legs and then he's just really muscular. So he can curl up. Can he kind of curl up small then too with those long legs? Yeah, he can. And actually what's funny is um, we're staying with uh, Jessica's sister and they have a cockapoo. And they had a kind of a larger bed for her and Carson decided that he loved it. And it, it was like much, much smaller than his bed. So we went out and we got him a smaller bed oh and, my gosh. Uh, and he, he loves it. So, so yeah, he can curl up pretty small. That's so funny. How's he doing with that dog, by the way? Are they okay? Do they do well? Oh my well? God. They love each other. Oh, they love sweet. each other. Yeah. We were concerned because she's pretty tiny. I mean, she's, she's tinier than my cat. Or wow. you know, um, but they they play really well. It took him yeah. about a day and a half to figure out how to play with her, but sure. now that he knows, they roll around on the floor. And he makes when he when he finds a dog that he just loves, he makes this Chewbacca noise when they're playing, <laughs> oh and it's gosh. just been constant Chewbacca. Whatever um, silly things does he do? <laughs> so he loves to he loves to roll around in funny poses on his bed when he's lounging. And he does this thing where he'll lay on his back and we call it wonder pup. And he'll actually do it on command now where he will lay on his back and he'll stretch out his paws to you. 
and like kind of give you like a high five with both paws, like while he's stretched out. Um, and yeah, it, he just, it, he's, he's just got such a personality. He really, really does. And uh. when he's at the park, like he just bounces around and he's loving the cold weather. Like, he's just blossomed in the cold weather. Sorry. Yeah. One last thing. That, so yeah. when you come home, it doesn't matter if you've left for like five minutes or whatever. He, he's so excited to see you and he does this helicopter thing with his tail and he whines and, and when he wants to be super charming, he puts his, he slicks his ears back. Like they're like, his ears are very versatile. So his ears can be up or one can be up and one can be down or they can be down or they can be back. And so when he's trying to be super suave, he, he, it's like their ears, his ears are like his hair. So it's like it's like different hairstyles and so like the one up one down is like he's super cool like he's like the cool kid he's got his hair swept to the side but yeah whenever he has it back it's like he slicked his hair back and he's just being super suave that is so funny oh my gosh number one you should be a comedian because the way you're portraying your dog is wonderful number two being that you're like a first-time adult owner you're cracking me up because the way that you perceive him is so much like a person and like the hair thing I love it well because you just got into van life I want to hear about that how did he do because that's a huge change so yeah he did beautifully he really really did so the biggest change for him is the fact that the van, like the back windows of the van do not roll down. So his, his favorite thing about riding in the car is having his head out the window. Um, so we had to get used to that, but we got him uh, a soft sided collapsible crate and we didn't make him stay in it, but he couldn't, he couldn't like, he wanted to come up into the front seat area. So we made him stay back far enough so that if we had to make a quick stop, he'd be okay. Once he got used to the window, not having the windows, it took him, it took him a couple of days to stop panting. So for oh. a while he would pant and then we got him a fan for back there and then the fan died. But I, I think, I think the fan kind of helped him get through the anxiety. Cause after that he didn't, it died, but he wasn't panting anymore. So I don't think he really needed it, but he would basically he'd spend half his time kind of like right behind us. So we, you know, close enough to where we could kind of reach back and scratch him. Sure. Um, and then the other half of the time, uh, it just asleep. Oh, wow. So he'd, okay. he'd just sleep. Yeah. yeah. And, and one thing that we did was every day on, on the trip, we found a dog park. Oh, good, good, good. That helps so, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you could burn out and, some and of that was, energy. Yes. And he had such a good time. I mean, he oh. got to meet different uh, dogs and it was like, the further north we got, the more hyper he got at the park. So like the more he'd run and, you know, chase and wrestle and stuff. So he, he really, really likes the cold. He, um, he got to experience snow for the first time yesterday. <laughs> so th there was, when we got here, there was a little bit of snow left on the ground, but it was the kind that's kind of hard. And, yeah. you know, he's like, okay, I don't care. It's cold. But right. um, we had a really good snowfall yesterday and I took him um. to the park and he was just crazy. <laughs> And how many days um, was that trip, like up to Canada, from Texas, uh, right? Texas it was to Canada. Five, it was five days. We left on Monday morning, and we got there Friday evening. Yeah, that's a drive. That's a serious drive yeah. for sure. And like, how many hours a day were you driving then? We were originally going to do like three 10-hour days, or maybe like two 10-hour days and like a six Ugh. or something. Yeah. But we added another day in, which was great, because that was the place where we saw the deer, and there were ducks and wild turkeys and stuff, and oh, nice. you got to splash around in a babbling brook. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was like 10, and then it was 
three days of about six hours, but lots and lots of breaks, like probably three hours worth of break a day. That's good for you and him. Let's face it. It's Mm -hmm. good to have a break. One of my favorite things about Carson, like one of my favorite stories is just like when we figured out that he liked water. So we, we took it. You mean like uh, to like splash alone? Yes. Oh my God. He loves water. Uh, He loves water. We actually, we went on a walk with him one time and there was nobody around and we took him off. He he was off leash. He's very, he's actually quite good off leash. Good. Um, And so since there was no one around and there was plenty of space before he, I mean, he'd have to run for forever to get to the road. And so he kind of went ahead and we hear a splash and there was a pond up ahead and it was, it was actually a fountain. And so, and so we had to run over and, and like, get him out. We're like, Carson, get out of there, get out of there. And then like, not 10 minutes later, a security guard came and kicked us out, but oh my he gosh. loves water. He loves it. He's a great swimmer. So I remember you asking me if there was, you know, with him, now what was the sound? I'm trying to remember what the sound when he would, he would make a Oh, the smacking. Stuff. Yes. The smacking, the lip smacking that you, like, yeah. usually that's a nervous signal, but tell them about what your boy is, why he's doing that. It's so sweet. So, okay. So he does this thing. Um, okay. Number one, we smother this dog constantly. <laughs> like Jessica is always giving him kisses and like just all over him. And I am too, but he does this thing when either you give him a kiss or you get, you get right up next to him and you go, Carson, you're such a good boy. He's so good. And he's, he'll, he'll smack his lips. Like he'll, and, and he does it like, it's almost like as a response, you'd be like, are you comfy? And be like, and be like, I love you so much. You know? So, uh, so I was talking to Emily about it. This is like a few weeks ago because we'd read up on it and read that it was like an aggression thing or like an anxiety thing. And we're like, how can he be aggressive? He's like passed out. And so what, what she thinks and what I, I love this is that he's mimicking a kissing noise and it's so cute and it makes it even cuter now to think about it when he does it. And he usually yeah. does it with his demon eyes, like where he's like, he's super sleepy and you can see like only part of his eyes because the whites of his eyes are showing and they're up in his head. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's super cute. That is so fun. I love that he's like giving you kisses back. I think that's the yeah. sweetest thing. And, and you've had some challenges with him too, you know, between like where you used to live and then getting ready for van life and everything, all the changes, you've been through a lot of changes in the last couple of months. So are you yeah. willing to share any of those with us and how you yeah. dealt with them? And So honestly, he's been amazing with, you know, like, like with the van, he was amazing. Um, our biggest challenge with him is that he feels like he needs to protect us, which is, is a blessing in one sense, because, you know, we were getting gas in a not so nice area. And there was a guy that I'm sure the guy was fine, but he walked outside of the van and Carson immediately started barking at him. And the guy looked up and if, I mean, if he had had any type of malicious intent, I think he would have thought twice. So it's wonderful. Like I did want a dog that I felt like, you know, I obviously I don't want him to jump in front of a bullet for me kind of thing. Like right. I'd probably end up jumping up in front of a bullet for him. Absolutely. But, uh, but you know, the kind of dog that as a small person, you know, being alone that, that somebody might think twice about messing with me if I've got him with me. But yeah. on the other hand, he will, he'll bark at people and he gets, he gets kind of aggressive with men that try to walk up. And so what we've kind of learned is that if, people ignore him. 
he will usually end up going up and initiating contact. But if we're at PetSmart or if we like when he met my uncle for the first time, my uncle came right up to him and my uncle's kind of uh, I think he's a little bit old fashioned with dogs. And so it's one of those like, you know, like I'm not afraid of you and that kind of thing. So right. I feel like I mean, not he, my uncle was was great with him, but but I feel like Carson's more used to being coddled and that's not something that, that he does. So so what we've kind of learned is that uh, a couple of things. So. Um, with the vet and things like that, with daycare, if I hand the leash off to the person quickly, he realizes that, oh, you you handed the leash off. Okay, I guess they're okay. I'll go with them. So that's uh, good. Okay. Um, and then if people ignore him, he's fine. He gets suspicious when people approach him. And then the other thing is, if I stand in between him and the person that he's barking at, then I, I feel like that shows him that I, he doesn't need to protect me. Right. Because you know, and that generally tends to to stop that that deescalates. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's fascinating that, and that's the neat thing about being a dog owner. Like, if you just take some time and kind of observe your dog and figure mm-hmm. out what what they're doing and why they're doing it, you know, you can easily work with it. Like you did, you stepped in between mm-hmm. somebody, or you hand the leash off. You figured out what the signals are to him that he gets that things are okay. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not foolproof. The hardest thing is when we're at the store and somebody doesn't get the, get the mess, like the memo that don't, don't come up and talk to my dog. You know, like I, I, I've always asked before I've pet somebody's dog, but still it's almost like, I, you almost really need to kind of ask from a further distance or, you know, people that just come up and touch your dog. Right. I, I don't, I I've gotten very protective of that. I don't like that. Yeah. You know, you might be wondering why I am stopping here with the interview. And the reason for this is because this is such an important topic. And I hope that you'll keep it in mind when you go to say hello to someone else's dog, ask them for permission first, please. As dog owners, we get it, but there's a lot of people that love dogs that don't have dogs And just for an example, oh my gosh, there was a child that came running up to Flynn. Flynn does not like little children because one poked him in the eye and he had a huge bump for like a week after that. And the mother was busy talking to her friends. And then the little child had an even smaller child's sister come up running after. And that one really didn't listen because I tried to get both children to listen to me. So I literally had to stand in front of Flynn and put my hand out. It was kind of like saying, stop in the name of love, right? Because I love my dog and I didn't want anything to happen to those children. Please, parents, really be aware of your children around dogs because they don't understand that it's a different species and they don't want to be petted all the time. There's some wonderful dogs, like my Maisie Lou used to love children. And I know some dogs in our neighborhood here that love children. But please, please really be aware of what is going on. And my dear Crazy for the Canines parents, be aware also of how your dog feels about different people and just really take control. There's nothing wrong with teaching people how to treat your dog. People need to understand what is acceptable, what isn't. And overall, we owe it to our dogs to make sure that they're comfortable and that people approach them in the appropriate way. So I just wanted to share that. I am very grateful that Ryan was honest about that. And I think it's something that you know, obviously, I thought it was important enough to talk about. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. You can find Ryan on YouTube, of course, and Instagram and Facebook. 
Ryan has a group actually on Facebook to help people with their YouTube videos. I send you love and light and hugs to you and your pup. <laughs>